0: You're listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. This podcast is for women starting or growing their own business and features episodes about money management, reducing financial stress, and how to grow a profitable business that's built to last. We want to see women in business thriving. So if you avoid discussing money, lack confidence managing money, or want to struggle less while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's make finance fun and money matter. I'm your host, Sonia Belzerolo. And this is the Her Money, Her Business podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode nine. In this episode, I'm excited to share with you the chat I had with Christine Corcoran about respecting your money. So Christine and I connected over Instagram a little while ago, and I love her unique take on how to think about and work with the money in your business. Christine's been working in this area for many years and is a wealth of knowledge. So before we get started, let me tell you a bit about Christine. Christine. So Christine Corquin is a business mindset master coach, a speaker, co-founder of the Rise Up Conference and the creator of the Energetics of Money program. She's a qualified practitioner in master neuro-linguistic programming, matrix therapies and an m-braining practitioner with an extensive study of human behavioural profiling, hypnotherapy and leadership coaching. Wow, that is amazing. So Christine specializes in doing the deep subconscious work in releasing limiting beliefs and self-sabotage behaviors to set you up with a CEO mindset and help you embody the next level version of yourself to achieve the success you deserve she's also a fellow podcast host she releases twice weekly episodes of her next level life podcast which she calls drops of motivation and inspiration she shares on her podcast the mindset tools you need in order to excel in your business so go check that out so now you know a little bit more about Christine and her amazing work let's get this episode started Hi Christine, thanks for being on the Her Money, Her Business podcast. How are you? Great, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem at all. So um, this actually started because I saw one of your Instagram posts. Um, And today we're going to have a chat about respecting your money. And that was actually part of a post that you had up and I've followed you for a while now. And uh, just, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting topic to talk to our audience about. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to get into the topic and talk a bit more about respecting your money. So thanks for agreeing to be on. I love how we can connect like this, you know, so easily these days online. It's great. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think like, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. So when you reached out, wanted me to be on your podcast, I was like, absolutely. Yes, let's talk about it. Because, you know, I think that more women having more money in their hands is going to make the world a better place. And when Hmm. we start to explore what money means to us, and we change that relationship with money, it can be really, really powerful shift in where we can take our businesses.
0: Mm, Absolutely, absolutely. I'm excited to get into that. But the, the tagline of this podcast is making finance fun and money matter. And what I really sort of am getting to there, obviously finance is not going to be fun all of the time. Some people think it's not going to be fun any of the time. But I think for me, it's more about that mindset around enjoying money and being able to talk about it and that's where the fun comes from in being able to do that without having that fear and judgment and guilt around any of that discussion and I think once we do more of that then we start to really get why money matters to us whatever that may be because obviously it's different for everyone but why money matters and why it should matter to us as women in business in the the bigger scheme of things and what we're trying to do for us and our families and our lives in general and the world
1: yeah absolutely and i think that we need to obviously work on why we don't think it's fun underneath all of that because you're right like it gets to be fun and it can matter and i think that if it doesn't feel like that at the moment there's most likely you're bringing a lot of baggage or mindset blocks from the past that we carry through our programming for years and years and years and honestly like i don't know about you but i feel like getting into business is like your own personal development journey. Like it is going to bring up all of your doubts, all Mm. of your fears, Mm. all of your belief systems about whether you can or you can't, all of it. And I feel like money is one of those bigger triggers that we all have money blocks. We all have challenges around money. Mm. And um, when we are open and curious as to why that is or where it's come from and we shift that, that's when it can become super fun. And it doesn't have to be triggering. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be stressful. Mm-hmm. And it can really shift the way that we experience life and business for sure.
0: Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm all about reducing financial stress as well on women in particular. We we put so much stress on ourselves and financial is just one of those things. So if we can do anything to alleviate that for the women that we, you know, support and and advise and look after then that's you know that's amazing absolutely totally and so agree. my first question to you and one or two questions that i ask every guest is how can we as women make finance fun or at least more enjoyable for us on this personal development journey as we as we said
1: well i actually think it's very connected to what you were saying about mattering as well like Mm. we've got to make it matter in order for it to be fun and i think that if we take the time to really define what we want money to mean because money isn't the driver right Mm. like it's not actually a driver Mm. some people say it drives them but often it's why that why that is is because Mm. they're being driven away from a painful experience and they don't want to go back there Mm -hmm. so they feel like they are driven or motivated to make more money because they're like well i don't want to be in that situation again i don't want to experience poverty or I don't want to experience a lack and Mm -hmm. so we worry about that and that pushes us and drives us to make money but then once we have it like often so many women that I work with they hit like the six-figure mark or they hit like certain milestones in their business and then they're like okay now what like I thought Mm -hmm. I'd be happier Mm -hmm. I thought I this was Mm -hmm. everything right and the way that you are now with money will be the way that you are with more zeros in your bank account yeah. unless you do the work now to change how you think and feel about it. Yes. So. To make it more fun, I feel like you need to figure out that definition of what money can mean for you, like what it represents for you, what it's going to give you, because it can be the difference between just getting by Mm. to actually thriving and enjoying your life because money gives you so many more choices and options that we may have never had before. So I think it's about redefining why it can matter for you Mm. so then you can be actually driven by the pleasure of having more rather than the pain of walking away or being motivated by that pain from the past
0: yes that's right yeah and i find that a lot of people that i work with or know of women in business is they don't really tend to think about that why money matters to them until much further down the track when they've started Doing personal development and realizing there's a lot more to deal with within themselves than just starting a business and going through the machinations And so it's yeah, it's it's definitely I think if we can encourage more people to get underneath the surface and really understand why money matters Then it's going to help with a lot of these a lot of these things that hold women back.
1: Yeah Mm -hmm. and I feel like I totally get it because You know, Mm -hmm. if if you're listening to this at the moment and you're like, well, you know, I'm not really good with money or Mm -hmm. "Uh, I'm terrible with numbers or I don't know, like I don't know enough about it. I don't know anything to do with tax. Like if you have any belief systems about like like that, like I get you because that's where I was like, I yeah. used to avoid looking at my numbers all yes. the time. Yeah. I would literally go months and months and months before I actually stopped and checked into the the numbers, not, not even just money, like all yeah. different things about what's working, what's not working. Yes. And yes. when I started to explore money mindset, because as a coach myself, like I, it's not where I started, right? Mm-hmm. I actually started mainly focusing on blocks and belief systems that stop you from being the best in your business, right? No. So having that Being the fullest potential in your business and being able to be successful and then obviously money is a lot to do with that so i started working on it myself Mm -hmm. and then explored the impact that it can have because money is deeply connected to our self-worth our Mm -hmm. self-trust our self-love and what we believe about ourselves. so Mm -hmm. i had those belief systems big time about really avoiding numbers and when we when i first explored through it i was like oh i'm giving money and numbers so much power and so much Mm. angst and anxiety like why like what's the purpose of that it's not getting me anywhere yeah and once you educate yourself and you explore what those blocks are and then you start to actually know that it's it's not a mystery it's not a (laughs) crazy (laughs) and there's no lack of ability to be able to learn it right there's so much information out there to be able to learn it that it doesn't have to be this big scary
0: thing yes that's exactly right yes and yeah that's definitely the fundamental thing I work on as a business financials coach is just that understanding and trying to remove that fear around it because it's such a such an important part of your business obviously and it's very easy for people and women in particular to get into business in the beginning and that's not the first thing that they think about it's one of the later things when a problem starts and it all starts to unravel maybe i should start to get to know that and i come i come from a, a corporate career prior to this business that i have now that i started six years ago and in that world doing any sort of personal development around mindset and any of that sort of stuff was really not something that was necessary or important or talked about. And so when you start go from that sort of world and then you start a business of your own as an entrepreneur, then you quickly realize that those things are really important and it's often I think and I find a path that people never imagined they'd have to go down because they wanted to start their own business and work for themselves none of that other stuff occurred to them Mm. yeah Mm.
1: absolutely I I come from corporate background too and I actually think the reason why that is is because we're not needing to necessarily lead ourselves yes. so we often have leaders or managers above us yes. which are almost like our mindset coaches right so we have a problem we go to them they solve it or yes. they get us to think differently about something yes. which then motivates us right mm-hmm. that's they're actually our motivators but you get into business and then you're like i'm gonna have to do all of this myself yeah. and nobody's here to create a list of to do's no one's going to create my kpis nobody's going to tell me what i need to do to solve this problem it's all on me and Mm -hmm. that's where
0: all the doubt and fear come up yes exactly and also when you're playing with other people's money as you are in the corporate world you know your money mindsets make no difference to you yeah so yes it gets real very quickly when you're managing your own money
1: (laughs) absolutely it's so true i love that you've said that because it's it's Hmm. honestly so true you don't realize that when you actually start charging your work like your worth and you actually start charging for the services that you deliver it's Mm. all on you and it's like oh my god like am I going to be able to deliver am I going to are they going to be happy with this are they going to say no are they going to reject me like all of the fears and doubts come up for sure yeah exactly they
0: all appear and um so why does money matter to you in your business personally
1: well, I have a mission this year and it's very much stemmed off the last couple of years in, in my business is that my mission is very much to get more money in women's hands because I know that that's going to make the world a better place. Yes. The women that I work with, they have such incredible gifts to share with the world and they hold themselves back for fear of, you know, insert every fear under the sun. And money is one of those things, right? Is like we have such doubt and fear around being able to earn or charge our worth. Mm. And that's why it matters to me because I know that women can be really successful in business if we were just to shift those blocks of, mm. you know, it's elements of our upbringing, but it's also the elements of the patriarchy of literally like, you know, we're still not earning our worth in that's the right. greatest s- scheme of things, right? Like women are earning less than men still. Mm. And it's like why is that and we need to actually explore those belief systems and shift it so then more women can be more successful with the money because i know that that will impact community it will impact family it will impact climate it'll impact all different elements of the globe in powerful ways so that's why it's so important to me
0: yeah i love that absolutely so christine what about your own um, money journey in your business what can you talk us through what How you've started your business and the changes and you know the money journey through that?
1: Sure, so I guess like the reason why I started was very much to be my own boss. I stepped out of corporate and was really fascinated by the mindset work that I was learning. So basically what happened is I was working in in a corporate role, actually supporting other business owners to grow their businesses. That was my Mm -hmm. role. And through that, I was finding that some business owners would take what I had to share with them, the strategies we were putting in place, and some would take them and run with them and be really successful. Mm -hmm. And then other business owners would take them and I'd see them again in a month's time and they hadn't done anything. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, why? Why is this happening? Um, And I was getting so frustrated with it because I was like, well, what am I not doing right? Am I not sharing the collateral in the perfect way? Am I not giving them what they need? Is the strategy not the right fit for them? Like I was questioning it all and started to explore human behavior.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I found, cause I'd heard about this through an old role that I had worked in and decided that I wanted to study it. So I started to look into ways that I could study it, started, did like a four-day course on understanding human behavior and communication styles and how to motivate people and different, different tools that I could utilize in that space. Mm-hmm. And I started putting that into practice and discovered through that learning, through that training, this thing called coaching and i'd never heard of it before it was just this new thing that i was like oh what's this this is such that you can actually be a coach i can actually be this is a profession yeah. and explored it started putting all of these tools that i was learning into 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 the role that i was in at the time in corporate and saw such great results that i was like i wow. just want to do the mindset stuff yeah. so i just kept studying like I studied neuroscience and neurolinguistic programming understanding inner and outer alignment exploring hypnosis and all these different types of processes to help shift limiting beliefs and help people basically succeed mm-hmm. and I started to implement it in the role that I was in and then they started getting me to train some of the sales teams and things like that and I was like I'm just not feeling this corporate situation anymore and yeah. wanted to explore my own my own business and for the beginning it was more about the freedom and the choices and being able to make my own decisions because i don't know about you but one of the biggest challenges i found in corporate was that things didn't move fast enough for me it was Mm -hmm. like i could see the solution to the problem we were experiencing and i was like Mm -hmm. great let's do this and then Mm they would take you know six months Mm -hmm. to actually make the change and it would just frustrate me yes so i was like i just want to go do this myself so i stepped out of corporate after building up my business alongside it and Mm -hmm. basically had all of the money blocks come up in that process because I was, I had a mortgage. I obviously was on a really good pay packet with my corporate role and it was learning all of the business side of things, right? So then had to go into marketing and all of the website stuff and all of that sort of icky tech stuff and, It took time. It really did take Mm. time. And so I guess that's one of the things that I was a bit naive with of how long it would take to build up a successful coaching business, because I was starting right from scratch, like, Mm. you know, social platforms right from scratch, like all of it. And I guess like that naivety of it also served me in a way because I was willing to go and try anything. So I was literally just exploring testing and measuring for quite a while and working on my own money stuff along the way. And I feel like I actually did the money stuff behind the scenes for about three years before I started really, I sort of shared it inadvertently with clients because I was like, I did this and it worked, go try this and go play with this. And, having considered this and through the work that I do with the deep inner processes to help shift limiting beliefs, I started to then implement that with money Mm -hmm. and saw huge shifts. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, Oh, got to keep doing this and did it for myself as well along the Mm -hmm. lines and, really i never shared anything that didn't work unless it had worked for me mm-hmm. so i was really exploring that and saw such great shifts with that working through those blocks of like avoiding my numbers i started to create like a monthly date with myself and my money started yeah. to consider things from different perspectives Started to learn and be, was open to actually learning it i think that was the biggest difference is that yes. when you yeah. are really challenged by or you have a limiting belief about you know i had this belief about not being good with numbers yes and yeah and you know, that obviously then stopped me wanting to learn about it because Mm -hmm. I would be frustrated that I couldn't get it. And yet once I shifted that and worked through that, I was like, give me every book under the sun that I can learn about my numbers. And how can Mm -hmm. I do this better? And how can I be a better business owner? And how can I really be the CEO of my business? Because I don't want to be this as a hobby anymore. Like I want this to be a fully fledged, successful business. And that's Mm -hmm. where it started to shift in massive ways by really exploring the education piece. Because I agree with you, Mm -hmm. it needs to be Like, we need to have that. That's where the clarity and confidence comes from, is when you actually know what's going on.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. And once you have that confidence, there's no more procrastination anymore or avoidance of that or fear because you know that you can do it and you're starting to educate yourself and and get to know it, yeah. And that um, the I'm not good with numbers statement is so prevalent for women in business. It's just a... You know it's just a such yeah. a common thing to get past but i don't believe that there's anyone that isn't good with numbers i think it's 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 a mindset block it's it's as simple Absolutely. as that and once you work past that then there's no holding back really it's just such an important right. piece isn't it that yeah. you know that understanding your numbers to to avoid it is just causing more trouble than it's worth really
1: And it's the same with marketing the same with sales like i hear it all the time of like oh i hate marketing or i hate sales it's like Mm -hmm. well actually you don't hate it Mm -hmm. you may not understand it well enough yet you may not be confident in it just yet so rather than hate it let's actually explore it because if you really do want to be successful in business these are the types of hats you're going to have to wear unless you want to outsource it and even then i still suggest you know that Mm -hmm. a good framework around it so then you're not obviously you know giving away An element of the business that you could be so so clear on yeah Yeah. absolutely
0: yes i agree and uh, particularly with the numbers etc i like people to really do their own bookkeeping their own stuff until they're at a point where they understand it because getting in the middle of all your numbers helps you understand it better and once Mm -hmm. you're across it hand it over to a bookkeeper, an accountant, obviously your accountant is going to be there anyway, you need an accountant, but um, you know, hand it over to a bookkeeper, but you can still pick up on stuff along the way, because you know what they're talking about when they come back to you and say, you know, what's this or what you want to do with this, etc. So it's all knowledge and understanding, like any of those things, like you say, marketing, sales, you definitely need, I think, as as solopreneurs or, you know, entrepreneurs, women in business, to understand it before we hand it over and give that control mm. to to someone else. And that's where it becomes fun, right? Mm. Because it's, you're actually mm.
1: empowering yourself with the knowledge mm. and you're building confidence in yourself to know how your business is doing. Yeah. And then that feels more comfortable and you feel more confident to actually set bigger goals and go after bigger goals yeah. because you know what you've already been able to create. And mm. one of the biggest things I love to instill in my clients is that self-belief That they're able to make money that they're Mm. able to be successful in Mm. business yes and one of the biggest things that i work through with my clients is the imposter syndrome so many women really struggle with it and Mm. it's actually because they haven't taken the time to acknowledge how far they've come yes they haven't taken the time to celebrate what they have achieved Mm -hmm. by looking at the numbers right Mm. by seeing the results Mm. they've achieved and stopping and going hey i did that like i actually yeah. created that result mm. which then gives you the self-belief to be able to go well if i've been able to do that then i can do this mm. right and i can go to the next level and i can take the, my business to here or i can go after that opportunity yeah. because you actually do have the evidence that your brain feels safe in order to be like oh i can do this i've got the confidence there to do that
0: yes absolutely yeah and you're so right looking at your numbers that that's where the excitement and the enjoyment is as well of seeing what you've what you've been able to achieve um even at the end of each year you know looking back on the percentage let's say of what you've increased from last year to this year i mean in dollar figures it might not look like a huge amount but if you're able to look at your figures and go i've actually increased 15 percent year on year like that's actually a you know that's good i mean you know more than that fantastic yeah. but you know that that's where the enjoyment and that feeling of wow i'm actually doing this Yeah, it comes, you know, a lot of that can come from your numbers and and getting across that. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And so what would you say have been your biggest money challenges along the way in building your business? Good question.
1: I feel like early on it was you know, I think everyone goes through that is hitting, you know, hitting 75 K and having to then pay GST. Mm. I think that was a big block, but I prepared for it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was, I already had fears around it. Um, but then I worked through like the benefit of it. Like I actually see now that by stepping into that Mm. one, you're legitimizing your business, but you're also creating this untapped, uncapped resource that now, once you're at that level, you can literally create and, As much Mm -hmm. income as you want right Mm -hmm. like you get to in your business and i think that's a beautiful space to be in so i think that that was definitely a block early on i think other than that like hitting bigger numbers and i feel like creating consistent income was probably the next one after that that a lot of my clients also go through that too Mm -hmm. is that i guess that's why i've been the best to serve them i guess because i've experienced Mm -hmm. that too is the difference between i guess as No, better way to describe it is there's two elements to I feel creating that consistent income is one, building the confidence in your numbers to see and to be able to be aware of it because money loves to be managed. It loves to have a purpose. It loves to like feel safe with you. Mm -hmm. And if it feels like... Like, cause I like the way that I see money is very much an energy and it's like a team member or mm-hmm. in your business. Mm-hmm. So the way you're treating that team member, it's going to treat you. So mm-hmm. if you're neglecting it, if you're not you know, taking the time to appreciate it, if you're not exploring where you want to place it and what you want to do with it, then it's going to go elsewhere, right? It's literally going to go elsewhere. So I feel like it's that piece of like really knowing your numbers and sitting with it and being okay with it. And then I feel like it's the energetic work to understand where your vibration is matching that next level of income that you'd like to bring in. Mm. So it was that level of that I was having inconsistent months and recognizing like, why was that happening? What was my belief system about it? And there was some belief systems around having to work hard to earn money, right? Mm. That's a mm. big one for a lot of my clients. Yeah. And it was, if I'm not work, then the what happens is our brain always deduces an opposite belief system. Mm-hmm. So the opposite to that one is that if I'm not working hard, I don't deserve it. Yeah. And in business, you need to have a balance of masculine and feminine energies, where you have the logic side of the brain, which is you're knowing your numbers and doing yeah. all the do yeah. and give, 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 and working hard. But yeah. then they also need to have the other side of rest and mm-hmm. receiving. Mm-hmm. So through that journey, it was balancing my masculine and feminine energies within the business and within myself. So then I was able to have you know income coming in without the the feeling of like oh I'm not working that hard, but money's coming in, and it yeah. felt uneasy. Like I felt like I didn't deserve it. And working through that, I was able to then shift into those higher level income Mm -hmm. levels as well as creating this consistency within the business that I now have this such deep trust in money Mm. that I don't worry about it anymore. I don't stress about it. I don't check Mm. my bank balance 10 times a day. Like Mm. I literally just know that it's going to come. The clients are going to come Mm. the I'm much more confident and grounded in my energy when it comes to launches and receiving more money because I've shifted then I guess like that's probably the other one that comes to mind is the bigger level of success. There was a lot of, I had a lot of fear and doubt around, being seen as being successful in the coaching Mm -hmm. industry because Mm -hmm. when I first started out, the coaching industry was very filled with uh, coaches that felt really inauthentic and unethical in the way that they were doing business. And I didn't feel like that was right for me. I didn't want to become that person or these people. Or be associated with that. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I was like, for me to continue on to grow and be successful and to get to that next level of wealth, I need to be okay with that wealth and mm. what that meant and who that what that meant about me. Mm. And so I was like, well, who do who do I want to become in the process of this? And so I had to actually work through understanding who I wanted to become with more wealth, but also finding a role model that felt good for me that Mm. I could see that they were doing really good things with their money and they were really ethical in the way that they did business Mm. and like so my role model is Sarah Blakely I'm not sure if you know who that is yeah so she's the owner of Spanx the founder of Spanx And one of my favorite things that she does with her money is that every year for her birthday, she gets a whole group of her girlfriends and she doesn't tell them where they're going. And they just literally all just go on a trip together. It might be on a yacht or skiing in Aspen or all different places where Mm -hmm. she just goes and has an amazing week with her best friends. And I'm like, That's exactly what I want to do with my money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, so there's probably three. So it's like moving through the GST um, threshold, Mm -hmm. moving through the inconsistent income months Mm -hmm. and then stepping into bigger wealth numbers and then being able to be okay and, and having that role model for who I wanted to become in the process.
0: Yeah, fantastic, yes. And what about your most rewarding success with money so far? What's been the most rewarding for you? Hmm, I feel like
1: where I am at in the journey of my life at the moment. So last year I had um, a really challenging year. So my father was really ill, he was terminally ill. And Mm -hmm. with my business, obviously I can work anywhere. So I feel like that's been one of the biggest blessings Mm -hmm. of my Mm -hmm. money in the last few years is being able to travel back and forth to see them and because they're interstate, Mm -hmm. to be able to spend like as much time as I wanted with them Mm -hmm. and with him, and be there while he passed like mm. all of those and know that i didn't have any stress about my business like that was like probably the best part about it is that yeah. i knew it was going to be there my clients were so freaking amazing through the whole time yeah. and money was never an issue i never even thought about it i was never yeah. like worried like oh my goodness i've got to get back into business quicker because i've got to make more money or, or find more clients like there was never yeah. any of that i just yeah. took the time to be with my dad and then also took a break to grieve and mm. The business is stronger for it, so yeah. I'm really
0: grateful for that. Mm, that's amazing. I mean, that's truly why money matters, isn't it? To be able to do these things. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That's and um, so obviously at the beginning we talked about the Instagram post where I saw what you'd written about respecting your money. So I just wanted to explore a little bit more about that. So what you'd written on there was you've got to know your numbers and if you're disrespecting your money and how you ask for it, receive it or spend it, then you're sabotaging your success. So can you explain to our listeners a little bit more about respecting your money and what this means? and Uh, some things they probably should think about in their business around that?
1: Absolutely. So I, the way I look at money the way I think about money is very much a relationship. Like I said, it's like a team member in our business. Mm -hmm. So it's a relationship. It's like, think about it like a person. And are you respecting that person when you're in their energy when you're utilizing when you're talking about them Mm -hmm. when you're spending the money like are you respecting money because often our self-sabotaging behaviors can can be like avoiding our numbers Mm -hmm. it can be spending money when we're not even sure if we have it Mm -hmm. to you know spend the tax money that we should be setting aside Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we're investing way above our abilities when we're, or even under investing, which is a really interesting one, right? Like Mm -hmm. we actually have money, but we hoard it. So we hold onto it when actually, if it was there to be really, truly utilized in a really powerful way for purpose Mm -hmm. of the business and the mission of the business, we would utilize it to invest and give back to the business. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So I really think about it in that really unique way of like every time that I utilize money in my business, I'm asking myself, is this in a respectful way? Hmm. Right? Am I just tapping my car at the shops and going willy nilly with my with my money because I know that it's there now, yeah. but they're not actually considering where that's going to go over the next few months? Like I see that with you know uh, clients of mine who necessarily have you know high ticket items that they might sell, and they'll have this new client sign on and pay in full, and then they're like, "Woohoo! Oh my god, I've got all this money!" <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. Well, actually that money is there for you for the full service of what you're delivering. So Mm -hmm. if you are offering a package for three months, six months, that money is for that level of time. So if you go and spend all this now, Mm -hmm. it's actually disrespectful to money to go and do that because it's not just for your pleasure necessarily. So I feel like it's that, but also self-sabotaging in the way that we utilize money to serve us in a... Way to overcome our emotions or pain, mm-hmm. so we may utilize it to make us feel better. Yes. So we might utilize it on spending on things just, just to shop or yeah. just to you know give back to ourselves to make ourselves feel better. Whereas mm-hmm. if we're working on our mindset and supporting our own self care, there's mm-hmm. a different energy in the way that we're utilizing money. Yep. So when we are grateful for the money and we thank money when we're spending it and we're taking the time to actually be really intentional with it Mm -hmm. I feel like it's much more respectful
0: does that make sense yeah absolutely and I think that's we're talking about women in business here but that is just it's money everywhere isn't it it's not really just focused on business that's you know it's great advice I think in all aspects yeah and I did a podcast um, I don't know what episode it was maybe two or three or something like that talking about personal finances before business finances because the same thing applies if you don't understand your personal finances particularly as you know women in business running our own businesses then you're just going to bring the same problems into your your own business so you really need to exactly. look at your personal before your business finances as well
1: yeah, yeah. and one other interesting way that I see money impacting business owners, especially in the creative spaces or in service-based businesses, is Mm -hmm. that we often will say yes to working with a client that we know is not the right fit, or we have that internal nudge of like, oh, I don't know if, I mean, I could do this and Mm -hmm. I'll say yes to it because I really need the money. So it's that relationship of desperation. and when we do that we're actually creating unhappy money right so we're actually earning money and receiving money into the business so Mm. so I talked about giving and spending but when we're receiving it into the business is that actually in a respectful way am I doing that out of respect for money and the client because sometimes we do we take on the wrong clients because we're in scarcity and we're worried about money and Mm. then we regret it and then we end up becoming resentful towards
0: the client. Yes I think uh, and your money as well I think if you know if you're resenting that I can I can imagine the scenario of I'm not getting paid enough to deal with this that sort of resentments coming up when you're taking on clients that just are not a good fit for you yeah Yeah,
1: absolutely so I remember reading a book called happy money by Ken Hoda I think was the author Mm -hmm. and they talk about how like they actually ask the question is your money smiling right and i love that because i think it's Mm -hmm. like is my money happy money and if we're in that situation right and we become resentful the money is so unhappy so not smiling that we'll end up getting rid of it like this is where all the energetic play comes into into play because we'll end up getting rid of it because it doesn't feel good to have actually have it and then we'll sabotage our wealth we'll also Mm -hmm. sabotage the client yes because they really don't want to be there and they feel your energy oh
0: absolutely right and they
1: And even in the work that you do, so really when I think about you creating a business that's successful, it needs to be successful based on your definition Mm -hmm. and earn money based on what makes you feel good. Otherwise, you'll end up creating a business that you hate and end up walking away from anyway.
0: Absolutely, yes. And if someone is in a situation right now where they're listening to this and they're thinking. Actually, I've I've got a few things to work on around this right now. I'm obviously not respecting my money and they might be having some aha moments about why money's flowing out of their business. Um, what sort of, have you got any tips or tools that people could take on to start thinking about changing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it is a big topic. So there's a lot to necessarily mm-hmm. go through. But where I would first start is just developing awareness around what your money blocks may be. Yes. So I would start with, How do you feel about money? And I would get it all out of your head and onto paper because you can't solve the problem if it's stuck in your head. Mm -hmm. You've got to get it out onto paper to explore why you think that and where that may have come from. So I would start with how you feel about money as you interact with it, when you receive it, when you spend it, when you ask for it. And then I would start to really explore what do you think about money? How... Mm -hmm what are your belief systems that you have around money, earning money in your business? And once you start to explore that, you can start to see, you just get really curious, right? We want to come from a place of zero judgment, get really curious and start to explore, well, hang on a minute, where would these belief systems have come from? Yeah. So when I think about one of the main ones I help my clients through is, the, you know, I have to work hard to earn money. And yeah. that was definitely one of my belief systems. And that absolutely came from my parents. A yeah. lot of our belief systems do. And, yeah. you know, my parents did work extremely hard. My dad was a farmer, worked on, you know, laborious work for his yeah. entire life. And I saw the respect that he gained from that, but also the you know the satisfaction that he did get from working hard and that was definitely inbuilt in me in that work ethic yeah. and so we had to i had to explore like how was that true for him mm-hmm. for instance for my dad like that was true for him because in that generation he did have to work really hard and in his choice of profession yeah. it all he also had to work really hard yeah. and so sometimes we need to actually disconnect from where that came from so i was like well that's his stuff yeah how was that actually not true for me so i was like well in my business in the online space Mm -hmm. i see plenty of people actually earning really really well and they don't necessarily work hard so i started to explore evidence of like where else can i see that you don't necessarily have to work labor hard Mm -hmm. in order to earn really good money Mm -hmm. and then i was like really looking through that place that lens of feeling deserving of money so exploring that from that perspective so (laughs) awareness is definitely the first step mm-hmm. uh, if you feel like you need to really work on uncovering the best money blocks to shift your business in a really positive direction. I do have a free guide and a money rewiring audio, which is complimentary that I'm more than happy to send you the link to have for the show notes. And I go through 10 money mindset shifts that you need to have to supercharge your business, Mm -hmm. as well as there's a literally a hypnosis that I've created that helps to rewire the inner workings of your brain around Mm -hmm. from shifting from scarcity to abundance. So that would be a really good place to start.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Yes, I'll definitely put that in the show notes. That would be great. And as you were talking there, I mean, I'm fascinated by all of this, sort of the psychology behind all of this. And I was thinking as you were talking that 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 change in your thought process is your, I would imagine that you're, when you're doing that research piece around looking for evidence, you're looking to change the way your brain is perceiving that, Situation. So you're looking for something different yeah. other than what your brain thinks or has thought in the past. Would that be right? Absolutely. So your brain is always looking for meaning. It's looking mm-hmm. for meaning
1: in every situation of your life. Yeah. And a belief system has been created when we, one, in earlier stages of life, our brain is in a very um, malleable space where it takes on board belief systems. And what we're shown in our in our environment between the ages of zero to seven really frames what we believe to be true for the world. Mm-hmm. So seeing that in early stages of my life, I took that on board to be truth, especially coming from an authority in our yes. life, right? Yes. We, we don't quite question it the brain just goes of course that's true because that's true for them and they're my carers and mm-hmm. and that's what they're showing me in the world right now so this mm-hmm. is my my literally my reality so we want to explore that and the reason why i'm looking for other evidence is because once we have a belief system we want to poke holes in it to mm-hmm. prove it to be necessarily untrue right yes. because if it's not serving us so not all belief systems are limiting right yes some yeah. belief systems are really powerful to serve us. So I recognized that that wasn't serving me yeah. and I wanted to find, well, how is that not true? Because once mm-hmm. you know something, you can't unknow it, Yeah. right? Your brain right. doesn't go, well, hang on a minute, that can't be true if there's evidence there.
0: Yes.
1: It's it's true. So it was more about exploring that evidence for it to poke holes in that belief system and a new belief can, can be created through repetition, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably the the longest ways to, to shift a belief system is through repetition. Yes. And the more that you read it, see it, think it, believe it, mm-hmm. and say it to yourself, the quicker that it shifts. Yes. So I was looking for that evidence to prove it to be true. And then I was mm-hmm. shifting the belief system to of course, it's it's okay for me to deserve more money. I don't yeah. have to work hard to earn more money. And then it was once you activate that part of your brain, there's a part, a filter of the brain called the ret- reticular activating system. Mm-hmm. And it then looks for new evidence to prove that Gosh. to be true yeah so it's actively working in the in the back scenes of the of your brain yeah. and so it was then looking for new proof and so every time i jump online and i'd see people who were earning earning more money and they're you know lying by the pool or they're off with their kids and they're seeing dings coming through their email and they're getting more money come through there was proof to show that hang on a minute i don't have to be hustle 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 until mm-hmm. i am exhausted in order yes. to deserve wealth that's it's
0: just so fascinating i love it excellent <laughs> So just a couple of questions to wrap up. So what, what does making money for you look like in 2022? Will you change anything this year from what you've done in the past or do you feel like you're on the right track now and you're, you know, you're, you're just continuing on with what you have been doing?
1: For me this year is definitely simplifying and really just focusing on levelling up my offerings in the the space. Mm -hmm. So the women that I work with, I am very much more focused on serving them in a bigger way. So Mm -hmm. I've been really redefining my offerings in the last few months. And so that's this new focus for this year. So it's very much like similar to what I had, but supercharging what I do have, if that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yep. Fantastic. Exciting. Well, we'll obviously have everything in the show notes um, so people can find you, follow you, your website's got some great resources on there and you've got obviously courses and you've got a masterclass coming up. What was that one all about? yes so on the 27th i'm running it twice the
1: 27th of jan and the 28th of jan Mm -hmm. at midday uh, brisbane time Mm -hmm. i'll be running a masterclass called the six-figure masterclass Mm -hmm. and so it's designed for to elevate your mindset so it's about how to go from just surviving in your business to thriving Mm -hmm. by elevating your mindset to step into your ceo shoes
0: great well that sounds exciting so that will be in the in the show notes as well so people can go and jump onto that if they want to that would be great excellent well it's been so great to talk to you about all of this 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 topic i think is you know obviously it could be a hundred podcasts um yes you know, and you've got a <laughs> podcast that talks just about this so clearly you can um but yeah it's a fascinating topic and i think the more that we talk about this side of things you know i think sometimes also people can maybe consider this mindset work a little bit woo-woo or whatever people want, you know, whatever words people want to use around it. But, you know, the fact of the matter is it's coming back to brain science and psychology and all those things that you've studied. This is this is a lot bigger than that and it's important work, I think, around money for women, for women to do. Yeah, so it's great that yeah. you're doing it. Thank you so much. I totally
1: agree. I feel like more women having more financial freedom in this world is – Paramount, Like mm. not just from the perspective of, you know, sharing their gifts with the world, mm. but for every situation, right? Like if we're able to safeguard ourselves and have that financial freedom, there are so many more options available to us for the future.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Well, that is absolutely also a great note to end on. So thank you again for being here. It's been so good um, to hear you sharing this information with uh, with the listeners. So thanks. Thank you for having me. It was really It was a pleasure. Inspired to take action. Head on over to our website, blossomingbusiness.com.au for this episode's show notes and access to all of our resources. You've been listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. I'm Sonia Belzerolo. And until next time, keep striving to make finance fun and money matter.